Yo, everybody, welcome to the Fastest 40, Season 2, Episode 4. I know it's Week 5, we missed a week in there. My name's Dan, I've got Trey with me, as always. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. It is October 9th, October 9th. <laughs> we got some guests here with us. We want to bring along some folks uh, to jump on the show today. We got Brock to my left here, and then across the table, we got Strato. Go ahead and introduce you, get yourself, guys. Hey, what's going on, guys? It's your boy, Brock. Um, thanks again, guys, for having me on the show. This is going to be a lot of fun. I think it's going to be a great day. Just having some uh, good beer, good football to watch, and uh, some good company. So yes, it's going to be a fun day. You know, we've been friends for a long time. This is my first time getting an invite on the show, so I appreciate it for both of you. Uh, things you guys are doing are awesome. Um, let's let's talk some sports. Let's Absolutely. Get it, let's get type 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, 40, all right let's jump into these pre-game stretches these are going to be brought to you by cs designs as always our boy Corey sanders doing it big um just want to give him a quick congratulations on the uh the house doing big stuff over there this guy is successful man i'm telling you he can do anything you need him to do with your brand uh check him out www.coreysandersdesigns.com again that's www.coreysandersdesigns.com check him out on ig at cs designs official offering that full service creative company web design videography photography uh, graphic design he does all of our graphics always putting out the heatery so um, trust him with it he's going to do you right Let's get into that first stretch, Trey, Let's Brock, Strato. Love Hello. having you guys here. <laughs> yeah, man, I'm happy to be here. Love to be here. Awesome. So we saw earlier this week that there were a couple of defensive players that got released or uh, were eventually going to be released. The first being Jalen Smith, starting linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. He was officially released, and in less than 24 hours, he found himself a new home with the Green Bay Packers, um, went to Notre Dame from Fort Wayne, Indiana, so kind of closer to home. Um, where did you guys want to see him go? I, I know first answer is probably going to be the Chiefs. Yeah, absolutely, but I think um, out of the two we're going to talk about here, obviously Stephon Gilmore got released or traded now um, in the last couple of days, but mm -hmm. between those two, I think Jalen Smith is more surprised for me being released. You know, that was, um, speaking again, I mean, Stephon Gilmore didn't get released, he got traded, but that was the talks before he got traded. Mm -hmm. Between those two, that was more of a surprise for me because he was more of an impact player, I think, for that Cowboys defense. Um, and they need him more. But, uh, um, yeah, I mean, I, I had no idea where he was going to go, to be honest with you. Green Bay seems like a good fit. They think, um, I guess, they think they got a good shot at, at making a run in the NFC, and they do, obviously. Mm -hmm. um, so, I mean, stacking that defense is going to only help. Maybe that's not what Aaron Rodgers wants, but obviously <laughs> I don't give a shit what he wants up there in Green Bay. <laughs> right, right. Even though we think they've come to an agreement. Um, but that's something that the Green Bay Packers have been missing the last two seasons since Blake Martinez left. He was their tackle machine, their run stopper up the middle. 
Um, now they got Jalen Smith, who you know runs a four four forty, is a complete freak athlete. Um, you know, I think he'll fit well with what they have on their defense. Um, Stephon Gilmore is one that uh, you know. I was hoping the Chiefs would get, but we saw how that played out too. Either one, man. I would have liked to see either one of those guys wearing Chiefs red on Sunday. Yep. Um, I mean, obviously we're hurting at the linebacker position, I feel like. And the cornerback, uh, really. And the cornerback, yeah. <laughs> so either one of those guys who's an immediate plug, uh, that would have helped us a lot. But, you know, good good for those guys. Hopefully they, uh, they have a good end of the year. Um, yeah. Great. Yeah, Justin Fields gets his uh, gets moved to starter moving forward. Um, I mean, he uh, started last week, right? Got settled that. Yeah. Haha. I'll take it. But uh, moving forward, they have named Justin Fields as a starter in Chicago. So uh, I guess no hope for Andy Andy Dalton. I guess they'll wait till probably week seventeen, week eighteen. If there's a shot to, at the playoffs, they'll throw in. Um, Big Dick Nick, you know, he's gonna take him to the NFC Championship if that's the case. He's just a, he's like the relief pitcher, you know what I mean? He, he just comes the in Wade for the Davis. tail end of the season. Yeah, he's yeah. the Wade Davis of the Chicago. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jimmy G, man, he's hurt too. Uh, Trey Lance Shocker. is gonna draw. Yeah, right. Uh, dude's missed <clears throat> more more games than he's played since he signed that fat contract with the Niners last guaranteed year. So. Odds are he's going to be out the door. They'll probably try and find a trade partner before they just cut ties with him. They could probably get a fifth or a fourth if they're lucky for him. Um, yeah. But Trey Lance is getting the start, man, against the Arizona Cardinals, 4-0, king of the division right now. Um, I'm not sure how confident I feel about Trey Lance, uh, especially going against such tough competition with the Arizona Cardinals. They have a stout defense. Chandler Jones did have a really big game week one, obviously. Um, him and J.J. Watt coming off the edge, plus they've got some pretty decent defensive backs. You know, you got Buda Baker, all pro, and then um, Byron Murphy's going to come into his own as well. So could be a tough start for Trey Lance as he, uh, you know, gets used to the NFL and the pace and uh, more than just doing the gadget plays that he's been doing right. thus far. Right. I'm gonna focus more on Jimmy G here with this with this uh, this talking point. I said it last year. San Fran fucked up by not getting rid of Jimmy G with what he's worth last year mm -hmm. because now they're not gonna get shit for him since he's been injured all of last year and then now he's injured yeah. into this year. So, right. I mean, obviously, what they get is gonna be probably well in the range of what you're talking about, a fifth, sixth round. When when last year it could have been upwards of a second and a third. Yeah. Or, you know, a first and a fourth or something like that. Easily could have been a package to, to get right. him and, and acquire some additional draft capital. And they could have used him as a piece to move up and Agreed. grab Trey Lance the way that they did or, right. yeah. or you know, acquire some more depth. I mean, this draft honestly was fairly deep in talent. And uh, they really kind of, I think, missed an opportunity. I agree with you there. Yep. Well, my big thing on Jimmy G right now is I don't know how much he actually wants to be in San Francisco. Um, I know I don't think I would like to play for Shanahan. Um, <laughs> that's just personally my opinion. But uh, Trey Lance it would be a uh, uh, really, really good – I think he can be a great quarterback. I think so too. I mean, yeah. I, I think this is a big game for him, coming out party. Best team in the NFL right now um, as far as, you know, wins go at least, the Arizona Cardinals and – 
and Kyler Murray's a whole other you know caliber of guy. So yeah. it's a big statement win for him if he can come out and you know put up. Yeah, I so I kind of agree with you with the Jimmy G take not wanting to play for Shanahan. But if you're Trey Lance, you got to be excited as hell to play for such um, a great offensive-minded quarterback like Shanahan, who is going to use your talents to the best of its, their abilities. He's sure. dynamic. He can he can scramble. Most of the plays that he's been in so far has resulted in rushing touchdowns, uh, where they've yeah. kind of just thrown him in in the red zone. And you know, if Trey Lance can get comfortable in the pocket, they've got enough weapons in San Francisco to be dangerous. Brandon Ayuk, Debo Samuel, George yeah. Kittle. So yeah, you guys think. Jimmy G is the guy. I mean, you think he leads a, a team to another Super Bowl anytime mm. in the future? I don't think he goes back. He got there once, though. That's yeah. the question, though. Does Can he do it? Is he the guy? I don't think he goes to another situation and repeats the success he had in San Francisco. I think Jimmy G's biggest downfall is that he can't stay healthy. The year, The one year that he was healthy, and I know, honestly, Hudson kind of talked about this when we had him on, they went to the Super Bowl the one year he had a full healthy season, played all 16 games. Yep. Every other year, they have lost more games than they've won. So, I mean, you just kind of got to look at it that way. If he, he He's his own worst enemy. His body's his own worst enemy right yeah, now. Right. Yeah. It's probably very divisional-minded, you know, minded too. Wherever he goes, what division he goes to. That would be the big thing for me. Yeah. I mean, if you plug him in in Miami right now, they don't have a quarterback. That would be... Uh, that would be where, you know, I think he could have a yeah, lot of success. Yeah, play New England twice a year. Well, that's fine. Uh, I don't think New England is <laughs> uh, Big B. You got to play Big B twice a year. Big Billy? <laughs> he knows New England. Big though. Billy. I mean, you know, he, he, he came from there. So, I don't know. It would just depend on where he would land, what division he lands you, in. You kind of have a point there. Jimmy G did come from New England, and he does have some familiarity with the way that that defense works. But Bill, Belichick's, you know, thing is exploiting the weaknesses of whoever he's playing you saw tom brady go into new england it was a fucking close game they put up 19 total points Um, they it did not look like they should have won that game like if you look at the if you look at the highlights of the game and you were to guess the score without knowing what the final was you probably would have guessed that the patriots won that game yeah like based on the way that matthew judon was going after tom brady they had constant pressure the coverage was locked down you know they they allowed mike evans and mike evans alone to to make plays and all he was able to do is catch you know eight nine passes for 75 yards um you know good good night for mike evans but there's no touchdown there through the air with him and the rest of the offensive weapons really didn't do much. I mean, Antonio Brown blew two opportunities, but Mac Jones outplayed Tom Brady that night. I mean, it was whoa. Oh yeah, <laughs> look at it. Look at the look at his, look at his line. I'm with you on that. I think, I think he uh, outperformed Tom Brady on a on a giant stage in front of the whole world. <laughs> if you use like fantasy football points as a uh, great as grading criteria, Mac Jones had a better night. Yeah. Mac Jones tied Tom Brady's completion in a row percentage for his whole career, or, or completions in a row. It was like 19 that game. So this is his first year as a quarterback, and he's already done that. That's that's pretty incredible. Yeah. Decision making is that's on point. Tom's record or that's Tom's, NFL record. That's Tom's record. Matt's which is Tom's an which is best. an NFL record. 
Is it? Or is it That's a Patriot record? I don't know if it's. A, I, I do not know that. I just know. That 19 in a row is impressive. Wow. Don't so you don't matter. 19 in a row. Can't give us a stat. <laughs> you didn't even know what it was, Drado? Yeah, I'm sorry. You got to source your stats. Was that Rappaport? Was that Rappaport? Don't be coming out here like Collinsworth. I don't like Collinsworth. All right, let's move on. Let's move on. We've got uh, two receivers out for the Atlanta Falcons. Um, Their game in London. So we got an 8:30 a.m. game between the Jets and the Falcons. Woo! (laughs) The Jets are technically the home team in that one. Yep. Yeah. So. Calvin Ridley out due to a personal matter, probably something related to his vaccination status, if I'd have to guess it. That's kind of how they're chalking up these things as personal matter. Yeah, um, really. Since they're traveling to another country, huh. I would guess there's probably a travel restriction. Um, either Very that or this is another theory going out on the uh, on what I've seen in the Twittersphere. Oh. <laughs> he could potentially be traded. Oh, so they're really? trying to preserve oh, him. Where? One destination was Kansas City. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Oh my land! Can you imagine that? Calvin Ridley, Josh Gordon, Nicole Hardman, and oh yeah, Tyree Kill and Travis don't Kelsey. Don't forget about D Rob. And D Rob, the fucking. I hate D Rob. Uh, I'm not. I'm at a He's loss an for words. The show. What? Him, it's D-Rob, Ben Neiman, and uh, honestly, Daniel Sorensen's been on my shit list lately. But yeah. uh, you know, we'll get to that. Anyway. Um, tough sledding for the Falcons. Got to go in there with minimal weapons. I think Cordero Patterson's going to have a good game. Uh, Kyle Pitts probably is in line for a lot of targets. He had three red zone targets last week. So um, we'll we'll dig deeper into that for your fantasy perspectives and some betting and stuff like that. But Thursday night, Seahawks-Rams. We saw a pretty good game up until Russell Wilson got hurt. And even after that point, Geno Smith came in and fucking balled out better than I anticipated. Um, He threw a pick at the end of the game. Totally Tyler Lockett's fault. He's trying to sell defensive pass interference. Minimal contact. Looked like he kind of flopped. He pulled a LeBron or James Harden right there in the middle of fucking gridiron. And, you know, forced Bridgewater to throw that pick because he wasn't where he was supposed to be. So, uh, Russell Wilson actually ruptured uh, his middle finger tendon. It's called mallet finger. Mallet finger? <laughs> mallet finger. So he's going to be out six to eight weeks while he recovers. What do you guys make of the Seahawks over that time frame? I don't know. They've already been struggling a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, they've played good teams, though. That's a, that's the difference between them and maybe like a Denver. or uh, Definitely the difference between them and Denver. Right, yeah. <laughs> Obviously different records. They're two and three now. Yeah. And with the game being Thursday, you know, they're a couple days ahead of everybody. But uh, I, I don't think you can rule out the Seahawks in the long run. Mm-hmm. But they're going to have a tough stretch here. But Geno Smith, I'm telling you right now, he's not going to be the guy. They might win two games in six weeks. Might win one game in six weeks. Yeah, yeah. I think Russ comes that. back early because they're struggling so bad. You think? Yes. Man, thirty-two rehabbing a tendon injury. I mean, the dude's healthy. It's a. It's not like an ACL. It's, yeah. It's like a. It's a finger, dude. It's a throwing the, finger. Is though. the throwing? I mean, hand. it's the last finger to come I mean, off the football. I definitely together. agree. I don't, I don't know. <laughs> Listen, I'm not a doctor. I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. But you're gonna have to tape them together, bud. You're here's, gonna have to do something. Here's what I agree Smith's with you. Not gonna get it done. Well, 
it's six to eight weeks. I think six weeks is definitely within the realm of possibility. I think that's the max. Yeah. I'm with you. And, and we've seen so many times, too, like, oh, so-and-so's ahead of schedule, and he's going to start practicing this week, and then maybe he comes in limited reps. But with quarterbacks, it's not really you can't really do that with those kind of guys. So um, I'm wondering kind of what approach Pete Carroll's going to take. I think the record's going to dictate how fast they rush them into this Agreed. thing. Yeah, they're 2-3. and three. They are the only – them and the Rams, the only team to play five weeks so far. They're two games back on the Rams, and they don't have the tiebreaker. So six games, you know, you, even if you go 500 over that span, you're 5-6 and six at week 11. I think then then you, you wait and you kind of play it out yeah. and make sure he's good for the long run because at that point you got a chance for the playoffs. And yeah. You want to make sure he's good for January, right? Well, you got to shoot for wild card then, right? I mean, one hundred percent. Six losses, gonna, you're, you're not going to beat Cardinals. Yeah. No, not with the you can pretty much count the division right. out. Rams yeah. still win the division, I think. Um, so no, I don't think, I don't think you're planning on winning the division at that point. Wow. I'll uh, we'll revisit that Rams <laughs> win the division topic here in a minute. But let's end this note on what the, I mean. Everyone's got this on their mind, you know. Urban Meyer. <laughs> This, the fucking yeah, like uh, since <laughs> the Cincinnati grinder, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> this dude came in at he he had a short week playing the Cincinnati Bengals in Ohio, his old stomping grounds, Columbus. Takes a visit, hangs oh, out. Oh, I didn't know the story. Yeah, he okay. so he goes to Columbus, a bar he owns. Oh yeah, it gets fucking now, more drinks interesting. Drinks are on me, baby. Drinks are on me. Yeah, hotshot big dick Urban Meyer walks yeah. into his own bar yeah. and starts hitting on college co-ed. So he goes to call. He goes to the bar, sits at the bar. He got a college co-ed named Cayman, Nebraska. Can't that's not that a joke. One, yeah, that's can't real. That you can't one. make that fucking up, man. You can't. Cayman. What do you think she goes by? K. Or does she go by Cayman? Probably like, something else. She probably, on Sundays, it's probably like came in. Came in? Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. So, so Urban Meyer, obviously, oh, you know. Bless her heart. Bless her heart. Nice guy. Total fool. Has a wife. He, he, he's been married 37 years. Um, he apologized publicly. Had a press conference. Apologized to Shad Khan, who... Probably feels like a total fucking idiot hiring this guy who's had problems in the past. And then apologizes to the Jacksonville Jaguars team. In, so this is how he decided to do it. Instead of addressing the team as a whole, he compartmentalized his apologies. So he's like, quarterback room, I'm sorry. I'm going to be right back, going to the running back room. That's Went to the running back room, apologized, so on and so forth. Apparently, weird. after each apology... <laughs> He would leave the room, and this is according to a story that was retweeted by Tom Pelissero. So he was talking to the position group, said his piece, embarrassed, leaves. As soon as he leaves, he can hear all the players dying laughing in that room. So this dude's credibility is like negative zero. Yeah. <laughs> well, I think part of that is like they don't give a fuck. Hmm. You know what I mean? I, you think they don't truly care? Maybe there's like a, there's a couple older players like that have family have families that like are like, man, dude, what are you doing? Right. Everybody else is like 26 and younger. I was about to say, not yeah. married. They're like, dude, I do this every weekend. Yeah. Like, 80% <laughs> of them have to been like, first thought, been there, coach. Right. That's glad, glad we're on the same page. Like, yeah, they're probably like, dude, who get like. Well, 
obviously you spent the week in there so the biggest thing that pe that a lot of these media people are trying to make a deal of is that he didn't fly back home with the team after a big loss to like boost their morale he's basically like all right see you guys <laughs> and they yeah, you know they right. lost a close one and, and you got to mm -hmm. look at it this way too they have a rookie quarterback trevor lawrence probably needs a boost he took another dagger from joe burrow dude took a national championship from him now <laughs> his first matchup against the guy in the nfl he, you know, leads his team to a game-winning drive to kick a field goal. Uh, you, as the head coach, you got to be there for a player like that Absolutely, to man. give him his confidence to come back in week five no, I agree. and play well. Now they're going to have now they have a distraction. An 0-4 team with a distraction is not a good recipe for uh, to get to 1-4. <laughs> <laughs> it's not a good recipe for a 1-4 team? No, it's not a good recipe for a 1-4 team. So. Quarterback, okay. yeah. No, exactly. You got to be there for your team. You got to be there for your players. It's, if you're not there for them, man, it's, I think you're just I, doing a job, and that's all they see it as. Is right. Like, that, that, that's your family at the end of the day, man. you got to look at it that way. That's the way Andy treats his team. That's why Kansas City is one of the best – fan groups there is man. and great locker room they yes. have great yeah. locker room oh, chemistry yeah. because great of chemistry that between so all of them. did the players play a song or did played like grind with me that's a song from like eighth grade <laughs> oh baby God, grind, yeah. on grind on me, me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> i think they played that at the practice oh no um, that's what i'm that's what i'm saying like i don't think it's that big of a deal yeah <laughs> Like, but you know Urban Meyer is embarrassed when he hears that song. 100%. And yeah. it should be. Yeah, he's fucked up life. big time. I mean, yeah. <laughs> He's got to be embarrassed. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> all the apologies he gave, that had to have been the worst one, man. It's like, yeah. hey, you got to go uh, home. The uh, best part. You got to go home, man. Good yeah, luck. Yeah, actually what the hell? Asleep. You're, in a, so you're in the Lions den <laughs> now. You're, you're back home with the Lions den. Yeah. yeah. My favorite aftermath storylines, and then there's two of them. So the big one is his wife deleted her social medias. She like made a big announcement. It was like, thank you, everybody. I don't need this negativity uh, between a husband and wife. Blah, whatever. Yeah, too, yeah. Well, then, you know how... Blah. <laughs> you know how sometimes when there's like a... There's a big play. There's a big play in the NFL, and they find another angle to like analyze after the fact. Well, they found another angle of this video where he was two finger butthole surfing on Cayman, Nebraska. Oh, no. <laughs> and this is in. Yeah, he came in two finger quotes Nebraska. <laughs> so, so yeah, not a good, not a good deal. And this was post apology that this video came out. So, um, oh, it's not just a picture; it's a video. It's a video of him like. Probably for 15 seconds of the video, just yeah, like swimming nice. around. With his hand in the cookie jar. Yeah. <laughs> hand in the nookie jar. <laughs> oh, Lord. Oh, man. So that's all for your pregame stretches. Damn, that's a. Uh, I feel I feel good. I'm ready that to take awesome. on the day. Let's uh, week four recap. We'll run through this fairly quick. The game of the week, my favorite one to watch was Patriots Buccaneers. I think we're all in agreement of that. The the production, all of the you know, you get to reminisce on what you saw throughout your whole life watching football because Tom Brady's been around for fucking quarter century pretty much. So um, you get to see all these great moments and what he's done at Foxborough, and then he comes in and there's this Bill Belichick Brady rivalry. Um, you know, what was your guys's like? take on that game like obviously it was a close one it was it was you know it was a good game i thought it was a good showdown man i think uh 
that new young quarterback in New England. I think he gave Tom Brady a run for his money. And uh, I think it's this whole uh, young class that we have, this young class of quarterbacks coming in, I think it's going to be interesting to see how it all plays out. we got that young quarterback in uh, New York, too. And now, like we talked about earlier, is Trey Lance is getting a shot, which is really cool. It's, a, it's exciting to see, I think. And I'm just really excited to see what these young quarterbacks have yeah. to bring to the table. Absolutely. If you're a New England Patriots fan, God rest your soul. I mean, I don't know why you would be, but, you know, good for you, I guess. You have to be at least a little excited to see what you saw um, from your young rookie quarterback. I think he went out there and outplayed probably the GOAT, Tom Brady. Um, <laughs> probably. Probably. <laughs> Yeah, okay, he's the goat. He's the goat, man. Yeah, don't don't sidestep it. That's it. That's it. You're right. He is. And uh the way he the way he played that night wasn't wasn't his best, obviously. But Mac Jones came out there as a rookie in terrible conditions and did his job. Led his team down with a chance to win the game uh, right at the tail end there. And you know, you're a missed field goal away from, from beating the greatest to ever do it. So that's gotta make you feel good. Um I, I kinda like also Tom Brady got to set the completion yards record or the the yards record in the NFL yep. in Foxborough. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's right, kind of yeah. got to mean a lot for him too. Yeah. Super poetic. Oh yeah, so <laughs> just just good for him. He can retire now. That's fine. Um, no shit. <laughs> yeah, but that's that's kind of my thoughts. You got to be excited to be a Patriots fan um, if if you know you liked what you saw from your quarterback, which I think he outplayed Tom Brady. So mm-hmm. right. that's pretty good. I think these are one of the games that you have to be appreciative. If you're a football fan, if you're mm-hmm. an NFL fan, that's just the games that we like to watch yep. week in and week out, right? Uh, outside of your division games, your your Chiefs and Raiders games, those are the that's the games you like to watch when people go back and play the people that they used to play for. Yeah, um, historians of the game. Yeah, you know? and like you right. said, Charlie, uh, break a record yeah. in the old stadium they used to play for for 72 years right. or whatever. You know? right. <laughs> yeah, something like that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> So, speaking of, like, poetic, you know, Tom Brady goes into Foxborough, sets the record. Andy Reid, this past weekend, goes to Philadelphia, Lincoln Financial, where he, you know, had so much success as the Eagles head coach, won his 100th game in Philly. Um, The franchise that he also won 100-plus games for, the only coach in NFL history to do that with two different teams. Mm -hmm. Pretty fantastic. Congratulations, Andy Reid. Well-deserved one of the best you know coaches and probably the top offensive mind that i've seen coach a game um yeah pretty incredible and you know it's it's like these things happen for a reason that's a phrase for a reason you know like he was supposed to go to philadelphia where he made his name as a head coach to match the mark and set history in the nfl um yeah. That's pretty pretty incredible. Yeah, didn't see him at the bar at his hometown. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, finger blasting came in Nebraska. <laughs> Might have been finger blasting a cheeseburger after that win. <laughs> oh my god! Oh, have some respect. <laughs> you don't talk about Kansas City's grandpa like that. I don't blame him at all. Even if he was, you know, that guy, he deserves a cheeseburger after that game. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> you guys aren't seeing this pantomime, but it's pretty fucking awesome. <laughs> so, um, a lot of great storylines, honestly. You got two championship rematches: Aaron Rodgers and Ben Roethlisberger from Super Bowl 45, and then Burrow Lawrence for the 2019 NFC Championship game. We already talked about that a little bit, but Rodgers bested the Pittsburgh Steelers, you know, <laughs> again 
in this matchup. Um, and, and the Steelers don't look good. No, they're pretty sorry. Yeah. They're close to being the bottom five team. They're yes. pretty damn close. They're yeah, one yeah. and three. Yeah. And Juju Smith-Schuster slammed a window surface, and I was like, dude, appreciate what you have, bro. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. Appreciate what you have. So um, David Montgomery, unfortunately, was injured in his game in Chicago. He's going to be out the next four to five weeks. Um, Saquon Barkley and Zeke, though, they're back. And they're ready to roll. Yeah. These guys both Saquon came in. Good, yeah. Saquon had two touchdowns. Zeke had two touchdowns. And Zeke almost had 150 yards rushing. Yeah, so my just a hunch from last week, maybe two weeks. No, it was last week because we didn't record week three. Mm-hmm. Was uh, Tony Pollard was going to come out and have all-purpose yards and Zeke. And that. <laughs> Zeke heard you. He's like, <laughs> when he was running, he's like, this motherfucker, trike. Hey, listen, if he's listening to the fastest 40, I'm good with that. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm going to choose to believe that he heard you. Okay, good. Me too. <laughs> I'm pretty excited for that matchup, honestly. Um, I, I think the Giants, they need a good win. They need a good win here coming up. And, oh, yeah, uh, they're playing. I mean, yeah. those the, the huge rivalry. I mean, if you're from New York or in New York, that's you hate the Cowboys. I mean, <laughs> most of the country hates the yeah, Cowboys. But, yeah. but, you know, if America's you're from New York, team. you definitely yeah. hate the Cowboys. They're America's and, most hated. And there's a, <laughs> there's, there's a lot to play for, so that'll be exciting to watch. Yeah, speaking of that, New York, you know, both those teams, they got their wins. Um, so those New Jersey teams got to be excited about that. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> they love that one, too. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> So, <clears throat> both of those got their wins. Their wins. They played uh, against playoff contenders. You know, teams that have a real possibility of making it. Jets got their win over the Titans. The um, Giants, they got their win. Help me out here, Shadow. No. No? <laughs> you don't like that one? No. You're looking at me. I thought you were ready to just come in there. No, no, I thought you were like a Giants fan now. Well, no. the Giants got their win over the Saints in overtime. Saquon Barkley obviously capped that off with his touchdown drive. Um, so big performances from those guys. We'll see how well they can ride the coattails of that success from those wins. I think the, Daniel Jones is looking a little better than expected too this year, honestly. Which is weird because yeah. his two favorite targets are hurt. Darius yeah. Slayton and Sterling Shepard did not play that game. Uh, Four guys had bad luck with injuries for his offense since he's been there. He's Daniel Jones? Had, yeah, Daniel Jones has never had a healthy offense. I just picked him up in fantasy. Number nine. Start him. Number nine. Do it. Starting him. I'm he's starting. top ten fantasy quarterback. Top ten. Can wow. you believe that? I can believe it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, Cardinals, king of the best division in football. Um, did anyone see this coming in? Like, obviously, this is a stacked division. You got Cardinals, Seahawks, Niners, and Rams. Trey, raise your hand. You saw this. Yeah. Uh, call on me, please. Yes. Uh, Trey, <laughs> there in the back. Uh, yeah, go ahead. It's your turn to speak. Yes. Yeah, so I uh, <laughs> called this early in the season, uh, specifically when they picked up J.J. Watt, uh, but not because of that pickup. Because of that pickup, I was like, Kyler Murray's going to go MVP. <laughs> I kind of sound like Trump now. <laughs> Kyler Murray. <laughs> uh, no, I was big on Cardinals early on. Um, the spread for the early preseason spread for the Cardinals, I think, was eight and a half wins. Mm. Uh, that's an obvious over. I'm not saying I took it, but if I could, I would. Yeah. <laughs> because you're sitting pretty, uh, pretty nice right you're now. You're halfway there. But uh, Kyler Murray's a fucking stud. Um, he comes out. I, I mean, I, I'm fully, I'm in full belief that he's going to win MVP this year. Um, the thing about the Cardinals I'm worried about is that they win. They're kind of like the Oklahoma Sooners. They win stupid games. 
<laughs> they win games that they should have won. Oddly enough. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oddly enough, we're yeah. sitting here watching Oklahoma, Texas, and they're down, I think, 11 or 16 right now. I don't know. We're not getting a live score. It's at halftime. They're showing the highlights from other, other games. <laughs> but nonetheless, I think the Cardinals are going to win a couple of uh, stray games this season. Um, and I've already said it here once that uh, the Rams are going to win the division. Cardinals will get the wild, wild card. They'll get the five seed. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I knew Cardinals are going to be good this year. Yeah. Full faith. I'll say the, the whole Kyler Murray thing, I think it's going to come down to the last half of the year. Last year he was great, too, the first eight games. The last eight games, not as good. So we'll see if he can bounce back and have a full season where he's, you know, as dominant as he's been so far. So that's what I think. Yep. Let's move into week four MVPs. Speaking of Kyler Murray, he was our NFC MVP for that week. Dude put up some fat numbers against the Rams, one of the better defenses in the NFL, and really uh, took care of business. Absolutely, I agree. Uh, as far as the AFC, I mean, we have to look at Tyreek Hill, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I think so. Three touchdowns, 180-plus yards. I don't, I'm not sure what he actually had um, on yardage. I think 11 receptions mm-hmm. was what we talked about. Yeah. Um, so there's only one other receiver in the history of the NFL <clears throat> to accomplish multiple games with plus 180 yards. Three-plus touchdowns. Who is that, Strato? That would be Jerry Rice. Mm. Jerry fucking Rice. That's a good name to be You think he's the with. best receiver yeah. ever? No, I think Randy Moss is. God, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Thank you, yeah. but doesn't matter. He's still a top-two receiver oh, yeah. in the ever. history of the league. Yeah. yeah, so, of course. So, to be in that category with Man. somebody like Jerry Rice... That's something special. Yeah. I mean, that's pretty impressive. It's a good company to keep. Man, in my opinion, Jerry Rice is probably one of the best players to ever play the fucking game. Like, I know people like quarterbacks, the most important position, yada, yada, yada. But if you're weighing the importance of wide receiver compared to what he was able to do and, and the two quarterbacks he was able to achieve success with, like, it's almost chicken and the egg. Like, um, would Joe Montana and Steve Young had the careers they had without Jerry Rice, or would Jerry Rice have had the career he had without those two quarterbacks? It's hard to say, but I mean, oh man, it's it, him and Randy Moss in my mind are one A one B. You know, they're interchangeable on depending on the day you ask. Depends on the argument, I guess. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't think I, I can. I don't. I think I'm Randy Moss, hundred percent of the way. Randy was incredible. Nobody he gets riced. People get mossed. That's just, true. I mean, that's just. I, I, I've said the same thing. Let's. I I I understand that argument, and you know, it's same thing like with Kobe. That's what you say when you you don't say MJ, you don't say Shaq when you shoot a shot, you don't say LeBron. That's say true. Kobe. Yeah. And that just shows the impact. You don't say Allen Iverson. Right. <laughs> <laughs> you say Kobe. So, no, I, I understand that, too. That That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah. So, award race. Let's look at what we've got here. Um, Kyler Murray, obviously the MVP frontrunner. Offensive and defensive players, I think, as a consensus for the show, we're looking at Derrick Henry and Miles Garrett. There's a lot of guys in, on the defensive side that are, like, chomping at the bit. You know, I think so, too. TJ Watts right there. Max Crosby, he's leading the league in pressures. He's right there for that DPOY award, as much as that hurts me to say. Obviously, Aaron Donald. Aaron Donald, yeah. you know, he's going to always be a contender for that, too. Yeah. And then you've got Comeback Player of the Year, which – Dak Prescott has a firm hold on that with Christian McCaffrey getting hurt again. Yeah. Um, 
you know, you don't you don't want to see that, of course. But Dak Prescott's been lighting it up, three and one with the Cowboys. Yeah, he's been doing I, well, man. He's got tons of weapons out there. Mm-hmm. The Lambs had some good games. I mean, mm-hmm. Michael Gallup, unfortunately, he got injured, but uh, yeah, I mean, he's got tons of weapons to throw out there. I mean, he's making passes, he's making moves out of the pocket, he's he's doing really well, and I think yeah. he's. Definitely a contender for a comeback player of the year. And a healthy Zeke, I mean, I think that, that helps. It just helps him, right? I mean, running running the ball, it helps your quarterback. I think even with CMC, if he's healthy, I think Dak is just playing better. And I guess you can't compare the two, but mm-hmm. Dak's playing good enough football to where you could put CMC up on that level. Right. So just want to interject real quick because Tom Pell- or Ian Rappaport just tweeted something. The Bears have placed running back David Montgomery on the IR. So he is going to be out a minimum of three weeks. Um, it was looking like four to five, but minimum three with that with that move. Listen, um, i got to be honest. I love the new IR rule. Yeah. Me too. Put a guy on IR, three weeks, okay, we can bring him back. Yeah. Yep. You don't have to hold that slot on the team. And then, you know, that's a big damn deal for these teams, being able to maneuver their manpower. There's been so many times where someone's gotten like a, a, a high ankle sprain or turf toe or something like that where it's like a four-week recovery, right. and because of the way that their roster's structured, they don't want to lose certain players, yada, 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 they got to plug them in on the IR and miss six to eight weeks. Right, yeah. You know, or, or the pup list and miss, miss six weeks. So um, that adjustment has been huge, and I know it was like a COVID adjustment so that you can move those guys onto the IR, the COVID list, whatever, but... Um, so is it temporary, or is this a rule well, change? Well, it was initially that change was made last year. Um, so I'm hoping that they thought that was beneficial enough to continue on with. Yeah, yeah, it's got to be. It, yeah, you would hope. I mean, a high ankle sprain is like a four- to six-week injury. Right. And if you can plug someone in on the IR, bring up some practice squad guys, move them back around once things are all settled, um, it's going to help teams a lot. So yeah. I'm, I'm a big fan too. You never know with Goodell, though. Yeah. That's true. I think that, you know, I mean, how could that affect players health-wise? I mean, you're bringing players in just because you can. You can bring them in sooner than you could before. I mean, it's... I think it gives players time to actually recover. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah, well, I, I think if you say, hey, you're on IR, you got three weeks, like, hey, take your fucking time. They focus. We don't have to have you back in week two when we play the Chiefs. You're out for three weeks. It doesn't matter now. Take your time. Recover. But come back was, against the Bears. But before it was longer, right? You had to have a longer Yeah, but, but teams wouldn't put their players on IR. It yeah. would just be like, hey, you're And you're holding a roster spot yeah. for someone yeah, who couldn't play. Yeah, can right. use it as like a maneuver to like okay. bring this guy up and practice. And, yep. Yeah. Awesome. So, you know, let's jump into Chiefs talk, man. I know we're all dying to talk about it. Let's get in there. Uh, Trey, you got to read for us. Absolutely. All right, Chiefs talk. We're talking E coffee. That is www.eeroastcoffee. That's with an S at the end of roast. Check these guys out on IG. You can get a subscription for 12 months, six months, three months. You can check out their Rad Kingdom, Ethiopian blend, Congo blend, and Colombian Colombian blend. You can get some swag, hats, mugs, stickers. They are KC local, so you're supporting local business. Check them out. Um, they have a monthly giveaway on IG. And get some free coffee, some free swag. Mm. How do you pass that up? Can't. That's all we got. Let's get after Chiefs talk with E Coffee. Let's go. Let's get it. So, listen, those two free agents that hit the market this week, one of them didn't officially hit, but Stefan Gilmore, Jalen Smith, 
the Chiefs were kind of in a tough position to land either one of those guys, whether it be uh, you know free agent addition signing a contract or whether it be uh, making a trade the way that the Panthers, Panthers were able to secure Stephon Gilmore. So the problem is, here's the root cause, we didn't have the cap room. Right. You know, Veach and company, uh, i got to highlight Brant Tillis because he's the, the financial guy on that staff. He and his group were not able to, to clear enough cap space. Now, we just signed um, Josh Gordon, of course, so huge pickup for us. But because we weren't able, and I'm going to highlight just one key instance for why we weren't able to even have a real legitimate shot at either one of these guys. It's because we weren't able to extend Tyron Matthew and move more of that money down the line as part of his extension. Yeah. We came into this week with 3.8 mil. Uh, Stephon Diggs ultimately ended up being traded. His salary is 7 mil. Even prorated, it's 5.8. So that really doesn't leave us a whole lot of wiggle room. And Jalen Smith signed a deal that exceeded what we had available. So... Um, plus, he wanted to go home, so I didn't really think we were in the running for Jalen Smith the whole time. But I think Stephon Gilmore was a real opportunity for us. So you think he had a say in where he went? Stephon? No. Uh, Jalen Smith. Jalen Smith. Yeah. Well, he was a free agent. He was officially released. Oh, so right, the, right, okay. yes. yeah, yeah, absolutely, yeah, yeah. So the Cowboys had no play in into what he was going to do. The Patriots really facilitated that that trade for Stephon Gilmore because he's from South Carolina. You know, he went to South Carolina University, right. played for the Gamecocks, and then he's going back, and um, he's a Panther now, where right. he is yep. representing North and South Carolina. Right, so, right, right. Um, you know, that, that ended up being, I think, the best situation for him personally. <laughs> being able to play for your hometown team is a huge, you know, a huge honor. I think for most athletes, you I see it in the NBA all the yeah, time. Dwayne yeah. Wade spent a year in Chicago. LeBron. Um, yeah. LeBron yeah. going back to Cleveland to win his championship there, and then in the NFL, you know, any any opportunity that these guys are going to get to play for the team they rooted grow rooted for growing up, you know, they're going to take oh, it. So he was a Packers fan growing up. Jalen Smith was. Yeah. 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 He's from Fort Wayne, Indiana. Well, that's like Chicago you know, area. It's pretty much Chicago. Yeah. Actually, guys, shout out John Schroeder. Um, I share an office with another company there, and they, uh, you know, he's from Fort Wayne. So at the time Jalen Smith was going to high school out there, he would go and watch some of the games that he would play. Um, he was in a smaller school, Jalen Smith was, um, but they just dominated one four straight Indiana State titles in Damn. 2A. Wow. Um, 2A for three years, and I think they bumped him the last year to 4A just because he was on the team. It sounds like work around here back <laughs> yeah. in no joke. late uh, 2000s, <laughs> you know what I mean? Just freaking run the ball, you know, 50 times again. Yeah, throw well, Jalen yeah. Jalen <laughs> Smith, yeah. Smith was a running back yeah. for that team. So he, you know, he ran a 4-4. The dude was not a slouch. Yeah. Well, no, he's not now either. <laughs> <laughs> Might be a little slow, but you know, that's, I wouldn't even it. say that. No, okay, no. So speaking of Gordon, our one pickup that we were able to make out of all these guys, which I'm fucking stoked. Yeah. What I've seen so far, what I've been hearing um, from Eric B. Enemy, this is a direct quote. He said that him, uh, J Josh Gordon, and Patrick Mahomes from day one have clicked. Yeah, there's been a chemistry there. It's apparent. They're connecting on these routes. They're reading body language appropriately. Um, you know, he, there's a, there's a strong belief that he's going to come into this Buffalo Bills game and, and dominate. That's awesome, man. I fucking I love to hear that shit, man. That's I think whenever we have guys like 
D Robinson, like we've talked about on here before, like you guys talked about on here before. <laughs> is, I think D Rob, man, he's he's a uh, I don't know, he's, he doesn't have it. He doesn't have. Mm, it. I think no. Josh Gordon's gonna bring something to the table that uh, our running game, or I mean our receiving game, doesn't have. I mean that dude's a brute. He's built like a tank. He can. He's gonna mow people over. He's gonna make. He's gonna catch some of those long passes that Mahomes can throw. I mean, we all know Mahomes can throw to Helen Keller. Uh, <laughs> Score aside, some touchdowns. Aside from, aside from D. Rob, but uh, yeah, man, I think he's gonna be a huge addition to the team, and uh, I think it's gonna make a difference out there, man. And we can get some guys worked in there. We can get Pringle worked in a little more, I think, because they're gonna be focused more on Gordon. They're gonna be focused on Tyreek. Those are two big ticket guys. Um, we got our badass tied in. We got Kelsey in there too. That's also, you know, he's always being looked at, being double guarded. I mean, I think it's going to make a hell of a difference, man. It's going to be really, really cool to see how uh, he fits in there. I love to hear that him and Mahomes are meshing really well. Mm-hmm. I love to hear that. Chemistry is everything. And yeah, I think it's going to make a hell of a difference for our offense. And huge take. I love the Pringle take because I think that's something that nobody in Kansas City. Or the NFL is thinking about is the mm-hmm. impact that Josh Gordon is going to make on Pringle. He obviously has had a a minor. I wouldn't. I don't want to say minor, but because he's had a pretty good, pretty big part of our offense as far as being as far as Pringle. But I think this exposes Pringle and gives him a chance to be a bigger part of our offense. Even though you know you look at the depth chart on on wide receiver and you're thinking. Man, this guy dumped down even lower than where he was, right? But um, the small guy, I think this gives the the fourth receiver and the five receiver a bigger chance to expose defenses underneath the defense. Absolutely. At the second level. Mismatches. Yes, hundred percent with linebackers, with you know D DNs that Safety drop back zone. in zones. Yeah. Yeah, I think this is a big deal for Pringle, and I love that fucking take. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Man. Absolutely. So Frank Clark. Just changing gears here. Frank Clark, he pled not guilty to his gun charges. His next hearing is going to be January January 17th. We've seen him somewhat in one game. Um, he is not on the injury report, so we're expecting to see him against Buffalo, where we're hoping that he's going to make an impact. Um, have not seen him live up to that contract since the playoffs of 2019, his first year in Kansas City. And... You know, he definitely has run out of time to meet that expectation. Listen, this offseason we had a chance to relieve some pressure on the cap space with Frank Clark, with the charges that he got. And that, that's a no-brainer for me. Mm-hmm. In March, it's yeah. early. It's a, it's, it's a month after the Super Bowl. Cut the guy, take the loss, on whatever guaranteed money you have, make moves in the offseason like Brett Veach has shown that it can do, and then move on with whatever defense we got to make. Mm-hmm. If that means creeping, keeping Chris Jones in the middle, I'm good with it. We should make that change right now anyways. Agreed. He's got to go back to the middle of defense. Yeah. But either way, we're talking about Frank Clark. Yeah, he's got to show out. And if it's um, still 10 sacks this year, if he, if he accumulates 10 sacks this year, I'm good with it. Yeah. But we have to get fucking rid of him after after what we've seen throughout the last nine months. Yeah. And after after this year, he does have considerably less guaranteed money. I want to say it's $5 million range. So um, it's there's really no doubt in my mind that regardless of performance, we're going to I cut him. I think so, too. Yeah. Off, off the field shit. Yeah. I mean, we 
cut Kareem Hunt for nudging somebody with his foot. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. um, you know, and, and albeit, I'm not trying to make light of that situation by any means, but right. but Frank Clark had a Uzi in the back of his car no in California. California. In California, of, of, all, of all places. Yeah, of all places. So, um, not to out. mention, he was already arrested, arrested in March for another gun charge here in Kansas City prior to that. So, <clears throat> off, field, off the field issues should be more than enough to merit a reconsideration of his contract. 100%. Yeah. That's a no-brainer. I just don't get you got millions of dollars on the line, man. Why don't hire private security like every other celebrity? I That's mean, what that was his excuse. Story, I mean, <laughs> the, yeah, it's the story is that it Your was private his security is packing Uzis. That's packing the story, Uzis, dude. man. Name one celebrity that fucking is packing Uzis besides Osama bin Laden. His his security team well, is probably dead. packing Uzis and AKs. I mean, <laughs> that's what the fuck, man. I mean, it's, and you're in the worst state you could do that in. That's. I mean, if you had to, if you were what? like a security professional and you had to kill somebody with like a Glock 17 or an Uzi, it'd be a lot cooler if you did with an Uzi. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess. That is a fact. It's a fucking valid point. (laughs) Yeah, all I mean is probably semi-auto. I just think it's crazy, man. That's that's a stupid mistake. It is. You're not thinking about your team. You're not not thinking thinking about your future. It's 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 ridiculous. Why are you making mistakes like that? Hurting your team. I mean, yeah. Hurting your team, hurting yourself, hurting your family. You know. I think that's a good point, Strato. Is that you're hurting your team, but guys that make mistakes like this. Multiple mistakes. That's the repeat. That's fingers. the kicker. They don't give a fuck. No, obviously. Frank Clark's a repeat offender. Ditch him, dude. Let's get him out. That's yeah. not. He had problems like, before he came to Kansas City. That's not yeah. the culture we built in Kansas City. That's not right. the culture Andy Reid's built. Right. Get him out. Get him. Get rid of him. We don't need to play on the field for the tainted uh, locker room culture. Well, and you have to be on the field to have plays on the field, too. Very true. That's a big Which point. also is a hindrance yeah, I mean, on the locker room culture because yeah, you see someone that's earning more than you oh, and doing 100%. considerably less. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. So, Frank Clarkson cancer is what we came to. Okay. <laughs> Very Marcus Peters-like. So, let's oh. jump into Willie Gay. Um, you know, our thoughts are going out to this guy. Everyone knows, you know, um, people have issues with mental health, you know, it, it happens to the best of us. There are things you just have to overcome. And our friend Willie Gay, he is experiencing some of that. And, you know, he's been kind of open and forthcoming about his situation and um, sharing, you know, his appreciation for the support that Chiefs Kingdom and his teammates and his coaches and the Chiefs organization have uh, provided him during this bout with depression or whatever the mental health issue is specifically so you know he's been activated off of ir but because of the things that he may or may not be going through off the field with his own personal situation i don't expect to see him in buffalo which is a shame because i think we could really use him but you got to take care of yourself first and foremost absolutely he's got to get healthy mentally um he's a huge part of this team uh he doesn't know it yet because he hasn't played you know a whole lot with that being the injury and whatnot. But for sure, I mean, he needs to do what he has to do for his own personal well-being first. Uh, you got to get healthy up, up top to, to perform on, on Sundays. So, yep, I mean, he's he's we need him. And like you said, thoughts, prayers go out to the guy. Huge proponent for uh, positive mental health. I think this is a huge deal, um, not nationwide, but uh, specifically in the NFL that's not addressed. And I think my deal here is that the Chiefs as an organization, 
as well as the NFL, but more specifically the Chiefs, have to allocate resources to Willie Gay to resolve this. Not one, because we need him on the field, 100%, yes, we need him on the field. He's a, he's a big part of that defense, Huge. as you've already said, Strange. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, we need these guys to also be leaders inside the locker room and be able to lead younger players. He's a young guy himself, but also help gel with um, everybody on the football team, and you can't do that if you're having problems with yourself. So, I expect the Chiefs to take this on 100% and give him every resource to help him move through this, and I expect to see Willie Gay on the field, not maybe this weekend, but 100% I expect to see him on the field next weekend. Yep, absolutely. And, and you know that's that's best case scenario, of course. And hopefully, right. um, we can get everything sort. He can get everything sorted out there personally, so that um, he can return to the team and make an impact on the field. Because I think he's you know obviously healthy. If we activated him physically, he's healthy. Um, so you know all all support goes out to Willie Gay during this time while he's sorting those things out um, internally and uh, just wishing the best for him. So. Let's jump into week five. We got some storylines related to uh, week five that we want to cover here first. Um, first game in London since 2019. We had Falcons and Jets uh, playing tomorrow morning. Um, there's some other cities being considered for next year. Uh, London's been one of the staples. Obviously, Mexico City. They're trying to push for Germany as well in 2022. That might be cool. Yeah. What do you guys think about 8 a.m. football? I'm fucking way out. I'm so far out on this. <laughs> I'm so far out. And this is, this is the reason. <laughs> this is the reason. is because when you're a Chiefs fan and you have a home game in London, it's not a fucking home game. Mm. Right. You're robbed of a home game. That's yeah, right. I'm with you. And yeah, the season has, has expanded this year, and maybe you get one more home game. Maybe you get one more away game. The AFC teams but, did get a bonus home game, so, okay, so Jets year, just have eight. Next year, it's NFC. I'm, I'm assuming that's how they're going to do Yep, this. it's flopping back and forth. Okay, so let's say you're a New York Jets fan. Let's say you're a Jets fan. And next year you're Nightmare. the home team. Yeah, <laughs> never. <laughs> Worst thing that could ever possibly happen. <laughs> Let's say you're a Jets fan and you play in London again next year. You're robbed of a home game. That's bullshit, if you ask me. And because look at these fans that go to these games, just from the fan aspect. It, they're 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 Broncos fans. They're Raiders fans. They're Chiefs fans. They're Buccaneers fans. They're Saints fans. Nothing. They're not one specific fan base. That is like loud as shit on defense. Not in London, they're soccer fans. They're, oh, not, no, yeah. they're, they're nobody fans. Yeah, 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 right, right, right. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't know that though. I didn't know that. It counts as a home game. Yeah, I didn't yeah. know that it was a home game for That's one of the teams. That's such a drag. It's got to count for somebody's home game, you know I what I mean? I thought it was an away game for both. That's <laughs> why I'm out. On the, I'm, I'm out on the cross seas, on the, on the pond, over the pond fucking games. Dude. What about it's this? What about, go ahead. Those home, those teams that get awarded it as a home game, receive a portion of the ticket sales and the merchandise and things like that that are sold at the stadium, and it's and the stadium is masked with that team's coloring and things like that. So there's some financial benefit to it, but you don't get the full reward. No, no, no fuck no. no. Not not when it's like a, a Chiefs home game. Maybe if it's like New York or like San Francisco or the Chargers, mm -hmm. like 20,000 people go to your games. Yeah, they don't have a home stadium. No, that's stadium. a different story. Yeah, right. <laughs> that's a different story. I think that's why they picked the Falcons and the Jets. 
to play in London because I knew there was only going to be about 20 minimal fans. Show up. Nice. <laughs> nice. We ate a home game. We ate a home game in like 2018 or 2019. It was 2018. We played the Lions in London. I'm yeah, pretty sure. Yeah, we ate a home game because of that. Yeah, that, that's their ass. Shit. That was that uh, Lashawn McCoy lateral yeah. play. To, to Travis Kelsey. Okay, that was that was uh, that was Pat. 20, 2018. That was Pat. Mm-hmm. So that's 2019. 18. 19. We won the Super Bowl. It was the year before. Okay. What we'll take that? <laughs> <laughs> what about like? Want to know? Oh, and one. Don't those teams though that take those those home games away over in London get like extra Super Bowl? Consideration for like getting a Super Bowl to their city, though. I thought that was part of this whole deal. Was that was the incentive to give I heard up? That. Yeah. I I, know okay. That See, maybe maybe I'm making it. Well, up, you got the New I York insider was... over in your house. Yeah, that's right. Shout out <laughs> to my wife Taylor. <laughs> but I thought I, th- I thought the whole I thought the whole thing was. Jeez, Shadow knows Taylor. Name dropping <laughs> yeah, over here for sure. That's enough. <laughs> anyway, I thought that teams that gave up home games got extra consideration when they were picking Super Bowls for future for the future. It's possible. No, I think I mean. that's I think the the picking the stadiums for Super Bowls is so fucked up anyways yeah, that it doesn't I, matter. I agree, yeah. I'm we're going to LA and then we're gonna go to New York and then we're gonna go to Miami and maybe New Orleans, maybe yeah, every tenth like, year. And then yeah. we're gonna go back to LA. The last, then we're gonna go back to New York. Yeah. And then we're gonna go back to Miami. You're right. Yeah, the last two Super Bowls were in Florida. We had two Super Bowls back to back in Florida? Miami yeah. Tampa. Yeah. What are we doing that for? Florida gets all the love. What about old, old Mo? Weather. <laughs> hey, hey, I will say we 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 had an opportunity. Half the country thinks our stadiums in Kansas, bro. <laughs> You're not wrong. It's fucking idiots that think that. Uh, I mean, we put, a couple years ago, we put millions of dollars into our stadium because we were a contender for potentially hosting up the rollover. We didn't put enough millions. Yeah. We didn't put enough millions. We got the heated field, but not the rollover dome. Well, yeah. the thing is, like they gave us an either or. Was like you have to have a dome. If you're going to be in a cold environment, or you have to have heated fields. Listen, football's and we, been we played outside for hundreds, a hundred years probably. I right? There's literally an ice bowl. I, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I couldn't agree more. I think weather's part of it. I think it's part 100%. of the game. It, it, it should be a factor. It should be a factor. A I Super Bowl should the never way be out. played in a dome. Yeah, I think never domes are an easy way out. It's, but... I mean, we put millions of dollars into our stadium to redo the field, to have the heated field, and we put those water lines in to have that we environment needed field to be able to host yeah. the Super Bowl. We needed that. And then they're like, well, too much snow. We appreciate you too guys much. doing that, <laughs> but we're not going to have a Super Bowl there still. <laughs> need, need the roof, man. Like, I, I, that's the ultimate thing. And, uh, but the roof is a joke, man. I'm so out they, of dumb. The biggest thing about the roof is that it would have been retractable and it would have been on basically tracks that move between uh, Arrowhead and Kaufman. Right. Gone back to back cool. for October f- baseball. You need that shit, and for rain, you no rain, no rain delays. We don't yeah. play much. No, I was gonna say we don't, we don't play much October baseball. I wish we did, but yeah, yeah. unfortunately, except for those you know two asterisk years where oh, you know, we were funny. awesome. <laughs> well, uh, we got a chip. So. <laughs> I went to one of those Astros games oh, when we played funny. them in the ALDS, and it was fucking not warm. Yeah. Uh, dome would have been nice. Yeah, no, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> No, you won't have to worry about it for 35 years. So good, 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 good. So, (laughs) five rookie quarterbacks are making their start this week. You got Justin Fields, Mac Jones, Trey Lance, Trevor Lawrence, and Zach Wilson all starting for their respective teams. I love it. Um, 
youth movement, man. Like, that's a huge quarterback class, and they're all getting their start, and they're all expected to be pretty damn talented, even though we, you know, their combined record has like three total wins. So, um, <laughs> We'll see what happens this weekend. I think, you know, are we in for a changing of the guard? I don't know. Fuck no. Tom Brady's still playing, dude. <laughs> still looking we're at still it. waiting to change three generations <laughs> of guard. Yeah, yeah. yeah, we're still waiting on Pat Mahomes to, like, be the guy, like, be the, the, the quarterback of the league. You know? yeah. Yeah, Brady. Jesus. Yeah, no, these guys can wait a couple fucking years. <laughs> and I had Justin Fields being, like, the guy this year. Out of those rookie quarterbacks, like, I had him being, like, the guy over the top, like maybe you're even rookie of the year. Wow. Obviously not the deal. Yeah. No. Hard to be the guy when you got Matt Nagy. Yeah, I was gonna say the same thing. Yeah, I mean, how did that, that, I mean, that's hard to believe for me. You know, I mean, I understand that he's obviously a big part of that, and he's kind of fucked things up in Chicago. But a lot. I mean, he was a hell of an offensive coordinator for us. Oh yeah, that's that's a little different than you know running the whole show though. Agreed, but we're talking about an offense right here, right? I guess. I mean, Mitch Trubisky did get to the playoffs twice with the guys, so I, I, mean, know. I don't think Mitch is the guy. Look either. at him now. He shut out two teams. <laughs> Mitch Trubisky yeah, did. Oh, my God. Himself. Himself. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all by himself. He does it. He does it on his own. Uh, all right, so whatever. We still have uh, one undefeated team, Cardinals. They play the 49ers this weekend, divisional opponent. We have two teams that have not won a football game yet. That is the Jaguars, who play the Titans. And Alliance, you play the Vikings. Mm. Do the Cardinals lose their first football game, or do the Jaguars or Lions get their first win? Straight up. Well, I think the Jags is the best bet there. I think uh, coming coming off the the hard loss last week, you got to have a bounce back. Um, unfortunately, you've got the whole Urban Meyer crisis. I mean, you can say that every right week now. for the Jaguars. Well, that's true, <laughs> but it, the tough losses, right? I mean, Trevor Lawrence played. Trevor Lawrence played good. I thought that entire game and unfortunate that he gave the ball back to a guy that that has beat him now twice um in the last what two years two different yeah. levels. three years yeah at two different levels it's true um and and i think he's still having hiccups himself realizing oh my god it's the nfl this is way different than college football so you don't think the lions have a better shot at beating the vikings no because the vikings have more to lose the vikings need a win here the Vikings have to beat a divisional opponent. <laughs> the Vikings have to beat a, this. This. The Vikings need this win more than the Lions need this win. I like the Lions here, dude. Well, I mean, I like <laughs> them to cover, but I don't like anything other than that. <laughs> What's the spread there? I think it's ten. ten. It's yeah. plus ten. Yeah, yeah. So I, I can see that? it being close, but yeah, I also think games. you've got Jefferson and Thielen, and you know Kirk Cousins has played pretty well this yeah, year. Yeah, he really thinks, Yeah. And and then I swear to God, Daniel. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, I, I just really think the Vikings are going to win that one there. Uh, Cardinals might have a letdown, but it's the Cardinals. Um, you're playing against a rookie quarterback. You're I think if Jimmy G's playing, then maybe we can talk about an upset here. But I think without, I think Trey Lance starting, I don't think that's an option. Yeah, I, I'm with you. Um, that defense is the Cardinals defense is actually a lot better than I think we give them credit for. They had a great week last week against the team that you picked, I think, to win that division, of course, the Rams. Um, and, right, man, Cardinals just look good. Yep. That's Probably. that's my take on it. Yeah, you know, I think uh, Cardinals are going to come in. They're going to get shit done. I think Kyler Murray's going to come in. He's going to lead his team, and I think they're really going to take over the, the 49ers. I think, I mean, either, either way, whether it's Jimmy G or uh, Trey Lance, I don't think 
you know, I just don't know if they'll be able to take on such a dominant offense. I think they're really going to go out there and just show what they have to offer. And um, when it comes down to the Jags versus Titans and Lions versus Vikings, uh, that's, I don't know, it's all kind of up in the air. I like to think tight, Titans are going to go in, whoop the Jags. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, I thought they were going to go in and whoop the Jets, and somehow they pulled a win out of their ass and that's beat the Titans. That's a good point. Good point, yeah. So uh, I'm not really sure there, to be honest. Um, Lions versus Vikings, that's another one I'm not I'm not totally sure on either. That's I'm fucking huge on the Lions. I, yeah, think, I like the Lions a lot. They've uh, lost so many close games. Yeah. And that's, Jared Goff is like right there. He's yeah. like just punching the ceiling every saying. game. It's so close. <laughs> it, man. It's, yeah. But I think Dalvin Cook's gonna he's gonna come out and he's gonna have a hell of a game. I think I don't know. It'll it'll be interesting to see how both those games play out to be honest. Like I, I said, think, I, I just think Titans were going to come in, dominate, but then again, they I went in so and got beat by the Jets, so I, I think, think it's really up in the air. I think moving on, I mean, you have to take the money line with the with the Lions, mm-hmm. because they're going to win at some point. Just keep rolling dice, like, eventually. You just gotta keep it's like a roulette wheel, like, like roulette wheel, eventually your number's going to hit. I mean, like the Vikings, like, they're not, like, a dominant team. You know, you just take your chances there. You, I mean, what is it, like, plus 180? I don't know what it is. I haven't looked at it because I don't think it's going to hit. I would take. I, I, you're going to take one of those I'm taking bets. Them. You're going to take them. the Lions plus them. ten. I'm taking. Them. I'm taking a plus ten. I'm taking the money line. All right. Well, <laughs> don't parlay it. That's all I got to say. I'm biting kneecaps this week, <laughs> yeah. bud. Oh my god. We're Dan Campbell in, in here. <laughs> all right, Dan. Move us into fantasy football. Yeah, man. We got uh, we got some pretty surefire picks laid out for you. Like I don't want to brag, but we've been pretty heads up on this stuff <laughs> the must starts Dak Prescott playing the New York Giants plug that dude in he's going to have a good game against the div- divisional opponent Amari Cooper CD Lamb you've got your running game clicking they'll be able to lean on that fire the ball downfield when they need to and it's going to be a pretty balanced attack so look for Dak Prescott to repeat sort of what he did last week against the Panthers Panthers were a tougher defense than what the Giants are bringing Zach Moss. Zach Moss is our starter this week. Buffalo Bills. Uh, technically, he's a 1B running back, but the Kansas City Chiefs defense has been atrocious. We've allowed the most rushing touchdowns this year. We've allowed the most red zone touchdowns this year, and we're top five in rushing yards allowed through four weeks. So <clears throat> look for Zach Moss to have a pretty productive week. Um, Terry McLaurin, Scary Terry, QB proof. You've gotten all the compliments from our guy. He's going to come in and do what he does against, um, you know, their matchup this week. Terry McLaurin, plug him in. And then Dawson Knox just going to double down on the Chiefs defense today. Um, Dawson Knox has had two very productive weeks scoring touchdowns in both games. If you picked him up back when we did our show last week you know you're welcome um thank you i appreciate it yeah dawson knox is doing what he's going to do and he's going to continue that that pace we've got some sits this week and i know trey this one's going to hurt for you to mention because he was your quarterback for the first four weeks but baker mayfield needs to be sat and <laughs> dropped him and possibly even needs to be dropped, dropped him yep thank he's you very a, much he's got a, a partially torn labrum in his throwing shoulder it's throwing? Yeah, I thought it was non-throwing. 
I thought it was throwing. If it's throwing, then 100% drop them. Yeah, I mean, that, that shit hurts. Oh, Trust me. That, that's Strato yeah, tore. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, I did that He tore his gooch ago. and his labrum in yeah. one, <laughs> one Same play, even. It was the same, same play. play. <laughs> same play. Imagine tearing your asshole and your shoulder. Yeah, I know. Not it's a winner. It was not a winner, for sure. Yeah, it was an off-the-field play. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking hate this. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So Miles Gaskin, running back for the Dolphins, needs to be benched. The guy's production has been terrible. His volume has dropped as the season has progressed. And without Tua, I don't think that offense runs well anyway. So don't count on Miles Gaskin doing anything for you. And Juju Smith Schuster. I thought you were sold on Jacoby Brissett. A game manager, Dan. He's a game manager. Yes, and he almost beat the Raiders. I know, almost beat them. He's not going to capitalize on this week's matchup. I got him in my worst five. Worst five, the Dolphins? Dolphins. We'll get there. So, (laughs) (laughs) um, Dawson, or I'm sorry, uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, definitely sit that guy. He had like two catches for 11 yards last week on double-digit targets. He has not been efficient. He's been frustrated with the uh, lack of downfield ability with Ben Roethlisberger, and he displayed that on the sideline last week yep. uh, when they matched up. You know, and, and it, it just wasn't a good game for him, and, and he has not had a quality season. He has had a receiving touchdown. His one touchdown was an end-around on a rushing score. Yep. So you, you just really can't depend on someone who's 66 out of active wide receivers. Uh, Robbie Anderson's putting up better numbers, you know. Yeah, so, so uh, if you have the opportunity to drop him, do it now, uh, because you're really just not going to have another opportunity. Or if you could trade him just based on his name to pick up yeah, maybe a yeah, backup running a lot back. Of name value there. You can you can maybe swap that out. I dropped him in a ten man league. I don't think he carries much weight. I don't think he gets picked up. He hasn't been picked up yet. I could go back out and drop Michael Pittman and pick him up, but I think Pittman holds more value. Yeah, for my boy Deontay Johnson. That dude's putting up double-digit points every week, son. God, most drops in the league last year. <laughs> Drop him like he does footballs. Yeah. Oh, yeah. sheesh. Sheesh. <laughs> so we've got some uh, some sleepers for you as well. So uh, Joe Burrow, he's playing Green Bay's defense. Jair Alexander is on the IR. Uh, look for him to pick on that. Green Bay secondary a little bit. He's got a lot of weapons right now, too, man. Yeah, T. Higgins is back. Oh, yeah. There you go. That's all you needed to hear. You got Jamar Chase. You got Tyler Boyd. C.J. Ozuma has been fucking zooming. Yeah. And if Joe Mixon's in the backfield, you got your balanced running attack, and you're you're prime. Uh, Samaje Pirine, their second string running back, actually had a pretty quality game last week, too. Both Oklahoma boys. Yeah. Double double sooner. Yeah. <laughs> so look for Joe Burrow to, to, to break out against his matchup this week. CEH against Buffalo. I know he's facing a top-tier defense, but they have not played top-tier competition to this point. So He also <clears throat> dismantled this defense last year, too. He did. The best game of his year. 160 yards so on the ground so. last year. That's like, uh, you know, CEH could be Buffalo's kryptonite. Right. Could be. We don't know. We'll see. 
A.J. Brown coming fresh off of his hamstring or quad injury. It was an upper leg injury. He is coming back this week. Um, you know, they're they're taking on a team that I think they can take advantage of in the Jacksonville Jaguars. They traded their best corner, their best defensive back overall, to the Panthers, C.J. Henderson. So uh, look for A.J. Brown to potentially break out. And then Dalton Schultz, the tight end for the Cowboys. He's been steady. The reason why I say he is a sleeper this week, the reason we say he's a sleeper this week is because uh, the Giants actually have very solid linebacker and nickel corner play, which is usually what uh, is guarding the tight end in most most formats. So, um, you know, look for Dalton Schultz to uh, expose that a little bit with Blake Martinez being out against the Giants. Um, play the odds. So, oh, before we get to play the odds, actually, uh, we had some personal controversy within our league that all four of us are a part of. <laughs> a lot. Um, there was a we are all uh, here in this league. It's our third year. Only been one champion sh- champion in that league. You know, I'm just going to knock that out of the way because Hudson, Hudson. Hudson's already expressed Hudson. that on our show in the past. Um, we had some controversy with some, uh, you know, trade issues, some ownership... <laughs> some ownership issues that we've had and um you know things things of that nature stuff that you come across on occasion and it got a lot of us fired up so um you know we just want to share our experience and how you can take what we've learned here over the last week and <laughs> apply it to your long-term league to make sure that you guys are fruitful and uh continuously gathering around football as opposed to letting letting it become something that's divisive. Yeah, and, and keep friendships because I feel like we're uh, maybe a couple hours away from a couple, <laughs> couple of friends. It's like maybe, Armageddon when that asteroid was flying in. Said, I never want to see you again, motherfucker. <laughs> I was uh, fired up, man. Yeah, so Brock, let's, let's hear your angle of what you saw from the last 48 hours of our fantasy league. Oh, last 48 hours. That's actually where to start. Where to start? A week or so ago. I don't know. To be honest, it all started with Joel and Marcus. This was like week uh, two, week three. Yeah, this was like like week. It was week. It was week three when I was in Arizona. Yeah. Uh And we had a couple weeks before the season. We had a team or a league meeting, and we decided we know we were going to make this a keeper league. Uh, We were going to everybody gets to keep one player from the draft previously, Mm -hmm. um, and that counts as your pick. Marcus Cody, he kept Dalvin Cook, obviously, he's a stud. Um, and we dropping government names. And then, then out of nowhere, week two, he trades Dalvin Cook for some washed up, half ass <laughs> running back to some of, uh, who was it? Joel. Yeah, Joel. It was Joel. Joel oh, too. yeah, it was definitely Joel. You know it was Joel. You know it was Joel. <laughs> don't act like you don't know. I'm thinking of your trade for you're, a second. You're thinking I'm about not dropping his name. Is right. thinking about. It was uh, your trade is what I was JJ. Thinking. Yeah. <laughs> then, uh, but, yeah, so Joel traded uh, some running back he had on his bench um, from Washington and then, like, an injured wide receiver or something. I don't know. It was a subpar wide receiver. For Dalvin Cook. It was C.D. Lamb and J.D. McKissick for Dalvin Cook. Yeah, see, there you go. So C.D. Lamb, it's, he's okay. I'll, I'll give you that one. It's, he's not terrible. Um, Who the fuck got, is J.D. McKissick? What? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Who? Exactly. And you trade him for Dalvin Cook? That was Marcus's keeper. And that was week two. Weird. 
And so I was like, okay. But then me, I was like, you know what? Collusion. But then I was like, you know what? It's a friend's league, whatever. I'll give him benefit of the doubt. What was your initial thought? Did you think that Joel worked out something with Marcus? Or did you think like, hey, Marcus just doesn't give a fuck? I don't know, to be honest. I thought Marcus kind of just gave up. You know, and just didn't really care regardless. And was like, you know, Joel, if you win, cool, whatever. Okay. So I, I think I, it, I definitely thought that you were like on the other page. Because I was like, man, Joel definitely paid fucking Marcus. No, yeah. I mean, I didn't know. Joel was way, I thought it was kind of <laughs> He's got some cash. I was like, dude, Joel fucking persuaded Marcus into fucking. Well, see, that was the whole thing. Was, then, I, at the same point, I was like, it is what it is. I'm like, gonna beat him even I'm, more I can't now. watch a fucking yeah. investigation into yeah. Joel's deal. And that one, was, was after like, looking at the trade, you know, that was red flag <laughs> number two. Was one, Joel is a good talker. He can negotiate all kinds of stuff with yeah. people. And I'm like, you know, I'll give Joel benefit of the doubt. Maybe he negotiated something with Marcus that you know I didn't see in CD Lamb or JD, and I'm, I'll give him benefit of the doubt, and we'll see how this plays out. Two weeks goes by, Marcus traded away his number one running back and never filled that spot on his starting roster. So yeah. he, played, he played the next two weeks with one running back. That's right. another red flag. I'm like, oh, what? Like, I'm like, you yeah. literally trade away your best running back and then Don't even abandon start. your team. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, now I'm going to start raising questions. That's when things get a and little fishy. Did. And you did. What'd you yeah. say exactly? You know? That's exactly what I said was, you know, I was like, so you trade away your best running back and then abandon your team. I was like, it seems a little fishy, don't you think, Joel? But all he did was deny, deny, deny the entire time until, by the grace of God, Marcus finally just told Hudson, was like, you know, man, I don't have time for no, fantasy. No, he told Dan. He told oh, Dan. he told Dan. Well, Hudson yeah. was the one that put the text. Dan hit him up. Oh, so Hudson put it a direct in our group though. text and said, I won't know, get into the specifics of it, but... Oh, no, we're going to yeah. get into it. Oh, yeah, we're going to dive right in. And so Hudson put in our group text uh, and said, so Marcus admitted to me that, you know, he uh, doesn't have time for fantasy football, so he traded away a running back to Joel for a receiver and another running back. Basically, he, back he didn't coaches. evaluate the trade. He just yeah. accepted without really looking. Yeah. Exactly. Because That's what he, he said about Joel? <clears throat> Essentially, yeah. So he told you? Yeah. Oh, okay. He know. said, I don't care. I'm just, he goes, whatever I get, you know, right. blah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So then I knew for sure something was up because Joel got caught with his hand in the cookie jar again. And the nookie jar. It, he just traded. But he knew what he was doing prior to. I don't think so. I don't think so either. I don't think so. I think he tried I mean, to. He said, "I need here, help. Here's I'm in so trouble. Would make I want to. In trouble. He was I want to just highlight I need something. Delvin Cook is a game changer. Let's freaking go after him. I want to him. just highlight I get, something I get here. Go after a stud player, but you trade two subpar players at best See, for one of the top okay. running backs. That's where my thought let, process is like. Let me highlight something somehow to fucking make this happen. So Dalvin Cook was hurt. When that trade was complete, Dalvin Cook was hurt. C.D. Lamb was a top 10 receiver at that moment, and J.D. McKissick was taking over for, uh, or J.D. McKissick had received the ma the majority of the touches for the Washington football team at the time that the trade was accepted. So hindsight, looking at it, it looks way more uneven than what it, it was at sexy. the time. Um, and even at the time, it maybe wasn't the most sexiest trade, but given the circumstance surrounding it with Dalvin Cook being injured for an undisclosed amount of time due to his hamstring, uh, looking at CeeDee Lamb being the prime receiving target af after the first two weeks. I know Amari Cooper really went off those first yeah, couple weeks, but Gallup was hurt. Yeah. So CeeDee Lamb's going to get more targets. And J.D. McKissick had been getting the majority of the touches up to that point. So 
<clears throat> you add in all those factors and it maybe looks a little more even than what it would look three weeks later. Um, but even at that moment, you would still, you just value the name of Dalvin Cook more. Yeah, I agree, 100%. But you take in all the circumstance and you can see where someone might accept that trick. Yes. Yeah, I, I totally agree there. And I, that's why, you know, at the end of the day, I try to give him benefit of the doubt. I think Hudson was the first one to say something about the trade or something and in our group. Hudson's checks. not going to spare any fucking feelings or time. Right. Hashtag fuck Hudson. <laughs> yeah, back back Super Bowl champ. He was fired up immediately. and. But I understand where he's coming from at the exact, same, you know, exactly. on the other side I mean, of the coin. At the end of the day, we're all friends here and we all have money on the line. This is a friendly competition and oh, you're doing you. some backdoor sneaky shit. <laughs> Yeah. That raises questions, which is why I gave him benefit of the doubt, because I'm like, you know what? We're all friends here. Maybe Joel, he's a hell of a persuader. I know the guy well, and I was like, maybe he did work something <laughs> Trey, out what here. was the term you used? For what? For Joel. <laughs> you said he was a bulldog. He is a bulldog, dude. <laughs> yeah, he gets what he wants. I mean, he's just that kind of guy. Right. Yeah. Really and, I, and I'd agree there, and that's why, you know, I was like, I'll give him benefit of the doubt. You know, Joel's, he's... Smart as hell. He's one of the smartest people I know, too, to be honest. And that's why I was like, I'll give him benefit of the doubt. Maybe, fucking engineer. Maybe he knows something <laughs> I don't. Maybe he's like, gave Back. two weeks. But then whenever two weeks goes by and Marcus plays two weeks of fantasy football with one guy not on his starting roster, I was like, he played one running back. You know, I'll take... I'll so take that's what led he, me to believe he went it was two conspiracy. and two over the first four weeks. Yeah. It's because he had Najee Harris, who uh, week three... Got 19 targets, caught 13 of them, and yep. went off. And then the next week, I think he lost that following week. Yeah. Um, but yeah, he, he lost week game. one against me. I whooped his ass. And then two hey. weeks, Plug. he went. <laughs> yeah, just going to slide that in there. Uh, two weeks, he won in a row. And then this past week, obviously, was a little bit worse for wear. But I don't know. Okay, so what, what, what happened this last 48 hours? Following up on that, what happened this last 48 hours? I don't know. At the end of the day, it was we found somebody to take over Marcus's team. Marcus, you know, doesn't have time to do it, and that's all fine and dandy. That's great. Um, but let us know that. I mean, we have a group text for a reason. If you don't have time for it, let us know because we had Robert that could he could have, he could have filled in at any time. He was ready to go, ready to pull the trigger. He would have thrown in, you know, his cash and bought Marcus's spot out. But before we had that opportunity was Joel pulled a backdoor move because he knew Marcus didn't really care about fantasy football and wasn't really trying to play. So I don't think he knew, though. I think right. he just hit him up. He's He needed help. But who in their right mind would have made that trade? He made the Doesn't trade matter. before Marcus you know, had no trades. running backs so this prior two weeks. Dude, I, I propose trades that are outlandish all the time. Just to see. It's if a negotiating point. Stupid. Right. And then, you know, maybe they'll counter me with something that's great. Marcus wasn't countering, he was just accepting. He just that's didn't what, care. And exactly. And here's the here's the benefit that Marcus had too, is that he had three RB ones. Antonio Gibson, Dalvin Cook, and Najee Harris. He drafted three straight running backs. Antonio Gibson slipped to him in round three. And all three of those guys are putting up potential RB one numbers up to that point so you know as the commissioner evaluating the trade obviously you you know when you look at the names at first glance it's like wow that's uneven but then when you look at the details the numbers su supporting each of those names it's like okay i can see where someone may or may not have accepted it i don't agree with this trade because i think 
Dalvin Cook definitely carries more potential than these two players do. Um, but you got to also look at the rosters that the people have that are accepting the trade because necessity and maybe you're plentiful in one position and hurting in another can also influence that trade. Um, my team, for example, has four running backs in the top 20. If I were to trade one of those running backs for maybe a receiver that was in the top 20 uh, and, and supplement someone else for that, it would be like, yeah, but I'm plentiful here. So I can afford to do that. Um, and it's just one of those things that you look at when you're evaluating trades, which is a tough position to put a commissioner. <laughs> but, um, you know, that. we did I, change it. Yeah, I think on that point is you got to realize as a group, you know, do you want one person that can make the calls for every, every fucking trade that comes through? That person can accept or deny those trades. Mm -hmm. Is that what you want? No. If so, you should go live in Russia or China. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> yeah, this isn't judge, jury, That's executioner, yeah, one role. If you role. don't want that, then you should make that you should make that judgment call before the season starts because this is where we're at now. As, as a league, as a friend group, we and, have ran into this in week five, and we should have thought about this beforehand, that we did not want, and it's not Dan's fault at all. Dan shouldn't have to manage everybody's <laughs> trades. Right. It should be that either, and there's options out there. I mean, I mean, my personal belief is that when two people make a trade, it's between those people and it's over after that. You could have a, a vote on, on each person in the, in the fucking league votes on each trade, which is ridiculous if you ask me. Mm -hmm. Or somebody uh, accepts or denies those trades as they come in, which is still fucking ridiculous to me. But it's communist. It is. Yeah. You got to make those fucking <laughs> decisions before the before the league happens because you end up in situations like what we have now. Yeah. Yeah. And here's the thing: we gotta we gotta get moving into the odds. Um, but we are really highlighting these issues for the listeners out there so that. You know how to manage your leagues, and you get this insight before you reach any of these potential breaking points for your league. Um, our goal is to obviously share insight with you guys on these different matters, whether it be, you know, who do you need to start week to week, or how do you need to run your league? What experiences have we seen? We've been around for three years so far. I've been playing fantasy football since before I could drive a car. Um, so, <clears throat> you know, these are one of those things that come up in the past, I know I've seen two people literally physically fight because of an, <laughs> because of a trade issue that came up, um, and you know these two people were brothers. So um, you you know you just never know what's going to happen with these things, and um, you know just make sure that you're you're thinking of all these situations. You're making sure that uh, the people that are inside of your league are holding that integrity to make sure that the competition is fair. So uh, just just those nuggets that we want to plug in for you guys as you're as you're listening through here to to make sure you're carrying that over into your own league. Stay friends, y'all have loved each other for a long time. So There's, you know, just let's let's get at it. Exactly. You know, I wholeheartedly believe that you know fantasy is just a fucking increment of your life. Mm -hmm. You know, there's money involved, but I what's $130 between brothers? Right, you know? and I think the big part about me, for me, is that it's like more of a competition for me than it is about the fucking money. Right. I don't give yeah. a fuck about the money. Yeah, because, because we want to be able about, to. It's more about me beating beat Brock's ass this week. Yeah. Right, than that's it what is anything else. And you that's, know? It's not and about, that's what I'm about, man. That's why I said that's why I want to stay in this fantasy league. I want to be about it. I want to. 
I love getting together with you guys. Any chance, any reason I have to get together with you guys, I absolutely love it, man. I love getting together with you guys. love doing fantasy football. But at the end of the day, it comes down to integrity of the league. It comes down to the integrity of the league and everybody, you know, doing their part to make sure it's a fair bet for everybody, man. We're all friends here. We need to have a good time. Absolutely. Um, that being said, let's play the odds. The fastest 40. It's coming at odds, me baby. Picks. Odd time. I'm going to give you mine first. I'm 5-3. and three. I had a shit week last week. I went 0-fucking... <laughs> <Owen fucking, laughs> Thank God, uh, finally. I, I went one, He gains the ground. I went 1-2. and two. I went 1-2. and two. Um, So, you know, a little bit tougher for me. But this week, I'm going to fucking bouncing back. I'm going to stay on top. I'm going to stay above 500. For my picks, I've got Green Bay minus 2.5 against Cincinnati. Now, these lines were put out earlier this week. I think it's minus two now two against and a half. Uh, two and a half still. Okay, yeah. perfect. Green Bay minus two and a half. Hold that fucking line. You heard Sparta. Hold your line. Absolutely. That's what I'm fucking telling you right now against Cincinnati. We got Buffalo at Kansas City. The line is set at 56 and a half. Take the fucking over. These this game's gonna be a 38-31 kind of affair. Like I would even venture out as far to say that some of these alt lines are gonna play. Uh, maybe even play a 70 alt line, 71, 72. Because oh my wow, because this thing is gonna be fat. The Bills have an established defense. Yeah, they've shut two teams out. This was a Tua list. Dolphins team who did not have Tua yeah. in the winding minutes prepping for the Buffalo Bills. Oh, yeah. And this is a Davis Mills led Texans team. Who? Okay. Who is that? Right. Exactly. Yeah. Through five picks. <laughs> this is not going to fucking happen against the Kansas City Chiefs. The Kansas City Chiefs are going to score their average 33. The Bills average in the 30s as well. You are more than capable of playing this over here. And the last one I want to touch on is Arizona money line against San Francisco. I usually like to mix it up for my picks. Arizona is going to get that fucking win over San Fran, especially with the rookie quarterback in play. Look for the pressure to dictate the pace of this game. Arizona's covering as well if you want to plug that in. Mm, okay. So I'm taking the Detroit plus 10 against Minnesota. I'm rolling with Detroit, baby. I'm I'm a, I'm a mm. Detroit roller. I'm rolling with Detroit plus 10. Green Motown Bay minus City. two and a half. Uh, you already played that, Dan. Mm -hmm. And then Detroit or uh, Denver is playing uh, Pittsburgh. The over is set at 39 and a half. 39 and a half. Let me it's just 2020. It's in the 30s. 39 and a half. You have to play the over <clears> on that. <throat> um, here's my deal on the overs this year. They're hitting about... Uh, one quarter of the time the overs are in the NFL as of this season. So that means the unders are hitting three quarters of the time. So you have I'm big on the I'm big on the overs. We don't live long enough to play mm -mm. the under. It's man. way more exciting. We don't Amen. live long enough way more exciting. to play the unders. But they're hitting right now if you want to make money on playing the unders. Um, as far as Buffalo, Kansas City, I'm probably playing that under. But I'm moving on to my lock. I'm one and one. Dan is also one and one on mm, his locks. Tough week last week. I'm taking Detroit on the money line. Detroit wins this game. Ooh. Yes. Plus 365. Strata, what does that mean? That means you get a lot of money. You triple a lot of fucking money. You're, you're gonna triple a lot of fucking money. You're triple point five. A little bit of money. So a little bit. The, what's the problem here? A little I bit. I don't see the problem. Hundred percent. So I'm taking Detroit plus or Detroit on the money line. That's my lock. On the flip side of that coin, I'm going Detroit plus ten at Minnesota. I love taking double digit spreads because they are 
for the most part, going to hit if you're not yep, Texans agreed. playing with D- Davis Mills at your starting quarterback. Right. So um, look at Detroit. Jared Goff has been a fucking stud. He has actually put up some pretty decent fantasy points as well. So if you're looking at, you know, maybe playing uh, Baker Mayfield or Jared Goff, I would plug Goff in over that guy for sure. And look for him to cover that 10-point spread. That's two possessions. These guys covered one possession against the Pack. I definitely see the Detroit Lions covering this thing up this week. Um, some sleeper picks for you. I'm four and five in sleeper picks. I went zero and three last week, unfortunately. But Indy plus seven at Baltimore. Look for that to hit. Philly on the money line against Carolina. Philly actually has to put up some solid offensive numbers. Carolina has not played that many great offensive this year, but their defense is solid. So. I would not be surprised to see Philly win that game. And then Denver at Pittsburgh over 39.5. Trey already touched on that a little bit. I would definitely fucking play something on that. Take that shit. All right, so my sleepers, I'm same as Dan, 4-5 and on the year. I'm taking the Jets' money line at plus 125 against Atlanta. Washington plus 2.5 against New Orleans. New Orleans is the most unquestionable team or most questionable team there you, you could say about the NFL there right you now. Go. You have no idea if they're going to shut out a team and score 30 points or if they're going to score three and then lose by 30. So, th- I mean, this is, I mean, I guess the, the progression we're seeing the last three, four weeks is that they are the unscorable team and the scorable team. So I'm taking Washington plus two and a half against New Orleans and then Green Bay and Cincinnati. The over is set at 50 and a half. That's a no-brainer. Dan already talked about the Green Bay defense losing uh, one of their all-pro starters at cornerback. So I'm taking the over on 50-and-a-half, Green Bay and Cincinnati. So moving into my parlay of the week. My parlay of the week has changed a little bit. I talked about this last week. I'm only playing money lines. And I'm going to play some money lines that might favor some people in making some money, not just your minus 180s, your minus 220s, your minus 600s. I'm not picking surefire winners. I'm picking people that could win this weekend and make you some money in the same run. So that being said, Indianapolis plus 255. I'm taking Indianapolis plus 255. I'm I'm taking Philadelphia plus 140. And then to top that off and take taking Tennessee minus 210. They don't lose back-to-back weeks against bad football teams. Sure. Tennessee's going to win that football game. Philadelphia's going to win that football game. And Indianapolis has a shot to beat Baltimore on Monday night football. Mm. Bum, 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 bum. <laughs> Unfortunately, I've not hit a parlay of the week yet this year. I'm 0-3. But this week, I'm switching up the style a little bit. I'm going all money line. Got Green Bay, Baltimore, and Arizona, respectively, against their competition. I am taking all three of those and plugging them into my parlay of the week. Green Bay, Baltimore, Arizona, lock them in. You're going to win some money. Um, my... Just a hunch for this week is going to be that Jalen Hurts and the Philadelphia Eagles go into Carolina and take care of business against the Panthers. As an added bonus, the over is going to hit. This is something I'm just a nugget I'm giving to you people. Take it. Understand it. Listen to it. Appreciate it. The 
Jalen Hurts-led Eagles are going to take care of business against the Panthers. Strato, I know you've got a just a hunch for us. Tell me about it, please. My just a hunch is a little bit, a little bit different than normal. Uh, it's going to be New York. Let's go New York, New York. New York Giants are going to beat the Cowboys. That's a tough race out there. You know, New York needs a win. Mm -hmm. I, I, Saquon's back, baby. You know, Daniel Jones is playing better than, than he has in a minute. So that's good. Good for them. It's it's going to be New York. That's going to be it. Daniel Jones is a top 10 fantasy football quarterback. What? So yeah. who saw that coming after the first four weeks? That offense is obviously clicking despite the injuries. Um, they took care of business against the Saints. Not surprising to hear that come from you on the Just a Hunch, knowing your uh, sort of halfway lineage with the Giants. Yeah, I like the Giants a little bit sometimes every now and then. <laughs> your daughter wears their colors on occasion? You know, not when the Chiefs play, but, you know, other, other than that, yes. So, you know. It is what it is. The Giants are going to win that game. Before we move to Brock's just a hunch, I just want to ask, and, and you know, you can lie if you want, but what color is she wearing November 1st? She's wearing Chiefs red. Gotta Supplemented by Chiefs yellow? Or yellow. Red or yellow or white even. Fuck, I don't care. Anything just anything not blue Just red. Chiefs colors. I was going to say anything. She is yeah. a Chiefs fan. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let's set the record straight. My daughter is a Chiefs fan. She lives here. She lives here. She was born here. She's going to be raised here. She's a Chiefs fan. I, You know, the Giants are the Giants, but go Chiefs. Damn right. Okay. All right, Brock. I'm glad that's cleared out. Yeah, I, I, sorry, I'm glad to put straight. that in the airwaves. Yeah. Let me hear you just a hunch, brother. Um, I think the Jets, they're going to go out there. They're going to get it done, man. I think Zach Wilson's going to lead the team to victory. Um, Falcons are going to London. You know, they're missing Calvin mm -hmm. Ridley. They're missing Russell Gage. I think it's going to be tough for that offense. They're going to be running the ball a lot. They're going to be doing short pass plays. You know, Patterson, he's been doing well. Mm -hmm. um, so I think it's really going to be up to the Falcons running game to uh, really take over that uh, that game as a whole. Corduroy Bear. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I think, you know, Zach Wilson, he had a pretty decent game last week, uh, mm -hmm. you know, for a rookie quarterback. And I think, you know, he's going to have a lot to show uh, when they go out there to London and have a showdown tomorrow morning. So, you know, we'll really see how it plays out. I think, you know, uh, Matt Ryan missing his two stud wide receivers. I think that's going to be a bit of a benefactor there for him. Yeah, absolutely. What you got, Trey? Ended uh, off strong. All right, so I'm, Drew Locke comes in to re replace uh, Big Dick Teddy. <laughs> Teddy do glove. <laughs> uh, Drew Locke goes off for three touchdowns, and I'm doubling down on Detroit. Gets their first win. Ooh, woo! Dang. Catch me next week when we talk about both of these fucking just a hunches smacking down. Smacking them around. So, yeah, thank you, everybody. You know, we appreciate you guys taking the time to listen. We obviously have a lot of content on this week's show because of our guests, and I want to thank our guests as well, Brock Strato. Always a pleasure having you on. I know, Brock, this isn't technically your first appearance on the show. Uh, we had an unreleased episode that we did <laughs> hammered after a McGregor fight that uh, may remain unreleased <laughs> due to explicit content. But, um, you know, I really appreciate you guys taking the time. I know Trey does as well. You know, you're our brothers. We love having you around for this, getting you involved in this project. The same way we were able to get Hudson involved, you know, it really means a lot that you guys took the time uh, to really, you know, do this and, and, and contribute and and it's been an un, uh, one of the one of my favorite shows so far for sure. Absolutely, man. This shit is fun when we get people involved. 
um, not just you know in person, but when people get involved in social media or Texas, you know that 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 shit's just as fun. But uh, it's a game changer when we get to bring our friends in on this because Dan and I did this so that we could have a good time with each other because mm-hmm. we like enjoy <laughs> we like to enjoy shooting the shit with about sports, right? Yeah. So, Might um, as well record our fucking conversations uh, that we're gonna have anyway. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, the best shows we've had for sure for me are when we've had our friends on and this has been um, you know, one out of two, so maybe you guys are you guys are top two for sure. All right, <laughs> <laughs> we made it, bro. Don't let anyone tell you you don't. Yeah. Don't let anyone tell you don't finish in the money. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate it, man. It's been a blast being out here, hanging out with the boys. You know, drinking some beers, watching college football, and uh, talking sports with you guys, man. It's it's been a good time hanging out here in the shop, and uh, I really appreciate the opportunity you guys bring us out here and just have a good old fucking time. And like I said, man, it's. It's always good having Saturdays with the boys, so thanks again for inviting us out here. Yeah, guys, thanks again. Uh, y'all are the best. We we love you. We appreciate the opportunity <laughs> for you guys to bring us out here, and, and the stuff that you guys are doing is awesome. So anytime you want to shoot the shit and talk some sports, you know where to find us. Absolutely. We'll have you on again before yeah. the end of the season. Absolutely. All right. Hey, without further ado, share your hashtag Just the Hunches with us. Trey and I, we appreciate you listening. Let's get Fucking hype. Go Chiefs! Woo!